All right, guess who's back? That's right, it's the Common Sense American for another fun week of politics, and I hope some common sense. It looks like Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden are going to go at it for a little longer. We learned today that Sanders is not bowing out. I have no idea why. He probably should. Uh, ironically, just a few weeks ago, I was the one who said Sanders has a better shot of getting the nomination. At the time, I really thought that Biden's gaffes, his mistakes, his obvious slip-ups that are just leading to something that looks like cognitive dysfunction to me, something is off. On top of which, you've got his family issues with Hunter Biden, all that stuff. I thought that would sort of give Sanders the edge, especially because Bernie had been surging really hard in the polls. And this was right before... Uh, a, a bunch of people dropped out, you know, Warren dropped out, Buttigieg dropped out, Bloomberg dropped out. But when those dropped out and it came down to these two, all of a sudden it seemed like everything switched on a dime. All of a sudden everyone went, holy crap, it's Biden or Sanders? It's a socialist slash communist or milk toast Biden who doesn't even know where he is? Well, it seems like the majority of people are willing to go with Biden. Uh, not too surprising if I had known that and how things were going to play out and sort of the, I guess I would say it's a, it's a shock to people when they see that one of the leading candidates is indeed a socialist. And his, his recent uh, public appearances did not go well for him. I didn't think he tanked quite that badly in front of the camera, uh, Sanders. He's just, he's deranged. That guy, again, this is someone else who I think there's something wrong with him, uh, whose cognitive abilities I think are, are, um, compromised in some way. It's not just that he's a socialist and a communist. There's something else wrong. What is wrong with all of these people? It seems like they're all nuts or they have some sort of serious problem. I put up on Twitter today, I said, this is it? This is the best and brightest that you have? These are the people who are supposed to be the best that a political party can put forward for elected office to run this country. This is supposed to be the best that they've got. Okay, either it's the best, either it has nothing to do with the best they got, and it's all about money and influence, which it very well might be, or the far scarier thought, this really is the best that they have, and oh my God, we need to do something. Where is all the young blood? Where, whether they're Democrat or Republican or not, where the hell are they? We need younger people. We need fresh ideas and thoughts. Uh, I think on both sides, really. You know, somebody like Tulsi Gabbard, I thought would have been okay. I mean, I don't agree with a lot of her politics, but she's certainly more moderate than, than most of the other candidates, certain, probably all of them. Um, and the first thing they do is just completely torpedo her and get her out of there because Democrats have become the party of extremism. And that is not working. Okay. It's just not working. It hasn't been working. And that leads me to today's topic, which is Donald Trump's secret weapon for 2020. And in fact... It has been his secret weapon pretty much since he announced that he's running for president back in 2016. It's the same secret weapon that he's been holding. It's the same one. It's the same cards he's been playing. And his secret weapon has, it's, and it's really nothing that he has done. I am not diminishing his accomplishments as president. I don't want to do that. I still think a lot of strides need to be taken the realm of healthcare and immigration and things like that. But he has done good things for this country. He has made positive strides forward in a lot of ways. I think a lot more needs to be done. But this isn't about what he has done. This is about his, his secret weapon actually doesn't have anything to do with him. His secret weapon is the Democrats themselves. He has been using them since the moment he said, I'm running for office. 
And he is, you know, you can call him whatever you want to call him, leftists. You can call him stupid. You can call him crazy. You can, you can insult him any which way you choose. The bottom line is, if you hadn't noticed, he has been playing the left like a fiddle for years. He knew exactly what the situation was then. It hasn't changed. And he's still using you guys. And it's kind of funny. That you're not, you're either not acknowledging it, you're not noticing it, or you are, and there's nothing you can do about it because you're so far gone, you can't stop it. Trump has been saying all along that Democrats are self-destructive and have become the party of extremism, the party of anti-American ideas and values, and he has been saying this very bluntly all the time on Twitter, in public, to the press. He hasn't been hiding it. He has been showing his trump card. He has been saying, this is how I'm beating you. This is how I'm going to continue beating you. In point of fact, you're beating yourself. I don't have to do anything, really. I don't. I really just have to not drive the country into the ground because nobody is going to vote for you people, or very, not, certainly not enough to put you in power. And now that it's down between Biden and Sanders, it's even more of a joke. You can't put those either one of those guys in charge. It's ridiculous. They could, they could barely hold their own on a debate stage for 10 consecutive minutes after that thing starts to fall apart. Whether it's because one of them starts spewing his completely insane pro-socialist propaganda garbage, or the other one says something so nuts you wonder if he should be at the rest home in the next you know week. This is it. This is what they've got. And Trump is, right now, he's sitting in, his old, in the Oval Office somewhere just giggling. So I can't believe that they keep doing this to themselves. I could sit here and do absolutely nothing. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm not, you know, this guy works. It's obvious. He's, he's been a workaholic his whole life. This is, this, is how, this is how he does things. This is what most successful businessmen, is how they operate. You know, they get up every day and they, you know, straight out. Flat out the whole day. And that really hasn't changed. And I'm sure his schedule is pretty darn full. And he is trying to do everything he can for this country. I'm, I really want to reiterate that. But... I'm not saying it's not necessary. What I'm saying is it's actually not necessary to win. It's not necessary to beat the Democrats right now because they just continue beating themselves. It's, uh, it's incredible. They, they shot themselves in the foot so many times in the past few years. The latest being the impeachment mess, which was a joke and a half and guaranteed to fail. Destined to fail and Trump knew it all along. We all knew it all along. It was not going to pass the Senate, it wasn't, just wasn't going to happen, he was not going to be impeached, and the media could desperately try and run their giant uh, headlines that say, you know, tr the president impeached. M my local paper ran the, the, on the front page to headline whatever update they had on impeachment after the House voted to impeach, right? Anytime after that, giant words, the president impeached. I don't know how they get away with that. How is that not... Just flat out fake news. You can't say that. He wasn't impeached. He was, it was, the House voted, they passed the impeachment resolution. He was not impeached. He was never impeached. Impeachment means it has to go through the House and the Senate, and that's it, and then he's out. And now the Vice President, you know, Mike Pence would be in charge. That, then you can run the headline that says Trump, you know, or President impeached. Until then, you can't do that. Well, this is one of the reasons why I got out of the mainstream media many years ago. I still work as a writer and editor and journalist uh, for so-called alternative news media, although I have found that it has more integrity than most mainstream new, uh, news sources. And just as a quick segue, I'm sorry, I have to say this. I have to get this out there. 
please do a little bit of homework as to the sources that you use, that you put up on social media and things like that. Um, there are some sites that are good, some sites that are bad, some sources that are better than others, just like on the left. There are right-wing dedicated um, publications that are fine, that just, you know, they, they're only going to run sort of pro-Trump, pro-right-wing stuff, and that's okay, provided they're not misleading you um, and not sort of making outlandish claims. And there are some that sort of skirt the line. Uh, Gateway Pundit, I don't like. They're, they don't, um, they, they do a poor job, I think, sourcing. They overstate. They, they really go too far. They interpret a lot. I, I don't believe that's responsible news reporting. I, I really think that they, they don't draw a fine enough line, or I'm sorry, a, a, a definitive enough line between fact and opinion, which I think really needs to be done. They need to say, this is our opinion. This is what we believe. Um, this is not necessarily a fact. They need to do that. There are some sources that do that more. Uh, Patriot Journal does that better. Um, and, and certain sites like, you know, Breitbart and, and Washington, um, uh, Washington Examiner, the Daily Caller, Daily Wire, they're certainly right-wing leaning, obviously, you can tell. But they do a better job of making it plain what is opinion and what's not. I think they want to avoid the fake news label. And then there are places that go way too far. And please, please avoid the, the sites that just plagiarize other sites. I, I know it's sometimes hard to find, but some people just rip, you know, straight up rip articles from sources and put them up and say that they're their own. Um, that's theft. And as a writer and as an editor... I really look down on that, and I'd rather not see that on social media. Don't give those people any attention. That's just trash. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, get, getting back to what I was saying, uh, Trump's uh, secret weapon does not need to rely on his accomplishments. It has nothing to do with it. It's the Democrats. The Democrats are his secret weapon. It's, it's amazing to me that his opposition, that one's enemy, can be your own secret weapon. But that can happen. When, like he always says, they are self-destructive. They just keep shooting themselves in the foot over and over and over again. Now we've got coronavirus. And what is the first thing Democrats do? It's predictable. They try to desperately turn this not only into something, you know, a, a massive deal, some sort of global catastrophe, which it is not. Um, but they also, of course, need to find a way to blame Trump. It's too predictable. It's too tired. And all Trump has to do is stand up and say, yeah, I said this. I've been saying this. This is what these people do. I can predict their every move. That's the other thing. Again, go ahead and insult his intelligence. Insult his ability to lead. Go ahead and do that. He continues to take advantage of the fact that he is always in the driver's seat on this. He'll, all he's got to do is say, yeah, yep, I knew it. I think we all knew it. And here's more proof. Every time something happens, here's more proof that I'm right. And Democrats do nothing to fix it. They can't seem to get out of their own way. The secret weapon is the Democrats. Now, I'm wondering, and I wonder if you feel the same way. This is a, this is a legitimate question. What if, what if Democrats weren't as extreme? What if they were the party of, say, JFK? What if... They were the Democrats from 50 years ago. And those, that was, they had a candidate that was just like that. Say, for example, just like another JFK. And he was running. Do you think he would beat Trump? You know, he might. But here's the thing. If Trump was against somebody like a JFK or like a more moderate, sane Democrat, I think he would alter his tactics. I think he would have to. Because that 
uh, that Democrat Party is not going to self-destruct. They're not going to implode on themselves. They have a platform and they're going to push it and they're going to be standing up there and they will not be constantly childishly attacking the president and attacking this country and presenting insane outlandish ideas that most of the country is going, I can't believe you even said it, let alone propose it. Now, if you have that situation, Trump, I think, would alter his his, his his approach and then make it more about his accomplishments, make it more about his job performance and say, this is what I've done. I've done A, B, and C. If you want more of this, elect me again. And by the way, here are uh, strides I've taken or ideas that I have to fix these remaining problems. That's really what, what would happen. If we had a decent Democrat candidate, we would actually have a pretty fun year. And we would have an informative year. And I think it would actually be an uplifting year for the country because then you'd have two sides that, yes, they may be at odds on certain things, but at least they're leaders. At least they're not insane. At least they're not attacking each other. At least we have some sense of civility on Capitol Hill. And yes, it did exist at one point. I mean, if you watch like old um, debates or uh, seatings of Congress or things like that from 20, 30, 40 years ago, they're hard to find. But if you can find, it's a completely different world. It's a completely different world. Today, it's like we have children up there. It's like, or, or just petulant teenagers who are just itching to insult each other. And no surprise, we're seeing that reflected in Democrat constituency today. We're seeing that reflected in large portions of our society where society is crumbling. It's a regression of civilization. And yes, I lay that at the feet of Democrats. And there, everything is okay. Nobody really has to dress up because that's just pompous and elitist. No, it's just lazy to walk around in your jammies and slump around and not meet anybody's eye and have basically the social graces and charm of a rodent. This is regression. That's all this is. Now, if it wasn't like that, it'd be different. But it is. There's videos on YouTube of a guy, all he does is drive around uh, the worst parts of Detroit at night. And a friend of mine was saying, this is like, holy crap, it's RoboCop. It, th that's what this looks like. I, and I remember watching that movie when we were younger and thinking, wow, it could civilization could never reach that point. It's certainly not in this country. Yeah, well, it has. It has. And by the way, where are all these places? Places where literally the police department will not go. There's actually a standing order, don't go there. It's the freaking Wild West. You can't go there, there's nothing we can do about it. Where are all these places? Well, the places like Chicago, Detroit, LA, DC, Baltimore, Miami. There are places where they just won't go. And if they go, they go with, you know, SWAT. They're all Democrat run. Big damn surprise, right? And they've been that way for a while, and that is what happens. It becomes a smoking crater in the earth because their policies don't work and that's what it results in. And all Trump has to do is point to that and say, look, more self-implosion. This is what happens when you put them in charge. All you have to do is point to all their failures. You don't even have to make a show about everything that you've done. It's not necessary. They've reached the point now and you would think that there'd be some sort of correction. Like the stock market corrects itself. There are corrections in the stock market. It's common. It's, it's, it happens all the time. You would think that when a party has gone this far off the rails, there'd be some sort of correction. There would be some sort of reverting back to maybe the days of JFK. They won't, won't be able to go back that far or be able to, you know, revert that quickly or that drastically. But you would think there'd be some movement back in that direction because this isn't working. Doubling down and going more extreme 
is having obviously the opposite intended effect. You put people like Omar and Ocasio-Cortez in charge, and you trundle out Sanders, and you got Warren, and you got people who are obviously pro-socialist and apparently anti-American everything. I don't care if, I really don't care what the religion the squad is. It's, it bugs me that it's Muslim because I have some issues with that. But in the interest of religious freedom, I will say that that is not my problem. My problem is that they never seem to be for this country for any reason. They don't have the American flag anywhere. They, all they ever have is, to, is bad things to say about the country all the time. Has anybody noticed that? It's one thing for a politician to stand up there and say, yeah, we have these issues. This, we're going to fix this, blah, blah, blah. It's another thing for these people to never, and I mean never, stand up for this country, never stand up and say, yes, I'm a proud American. No, no, no. Yes, I'm a proud black woman. Yes, I'm a proud Hispanic woman. Yes, I'm a proud Muslim. Yes, I'm a blah, blah, blah. Social justice. Shut the hell up. What we need are leaders for this country. You're supposed to be an elected official for this country. Not for yourself. This is not for you. You're, you're, you're not... This has nothing to do with you. You're supposed to represent the people who elected you. And by the way, a lot of those people are running away in droves. What was the percentage of people who uh, voted for Ocasio-Cortez and now will not? It's like 80% or something. That district, that district is saying to hell with you. You aren't, This is obviously about you. This is obviously a, all was all along was a power play. Power and control. Power and control. It's what Obama wanted very clearly. That guy had an ego the size of Alaska. It's what all these people want. They want power and they want control. They seem to have no interest in, in representing the people of this country and standing up for this country. And that's a big problem. That's a very big problem. And the more extreme they get, the more they go down that path, and the more they slip behind in the polls and things like that. Now, the only thing that worries me a little bit about Biden is that he's so non-threatening in, in, you know, well, in a, in a non-Sanders sort of way. At least he's not a full-fledged socialist. He's not saying the insane things that Sanders is saying. Um, and he, I wouldn't say he's moderate. He, he might be moderate by today's standards, but again, that's still too far left for a lot of people, but he's the least scary, I think, of, of the candidate. And I said this last year when I initially picked Biden, I said, look, he's just, he's the least scary. And because the country is pushing back against extremism and insanity, he's probably going to be the one the Democrats put in because he's the only one that has any shot at all. And, you know, I guess you could say he does, but... In the end, what's he really got to say? What's he got on his platform? Besides anti-Trump everything, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then, oh, by the way, I forgot my own name. This is not working out. Trump will eviscerate him on the debate stage, as he does with a lot of people. And he, he's looking forward to it, sure, but he's already planning the next four years. There's no reason not to. Democrats, you keep doing it to yourselves, and I'm waiting for you to find sanity again. Maybe when you do, we could, that will also heal, go a long way uh, towards healing division and healing hatred and healing. A lot of healing will take place because it's my belief that a lot of this division and a lot of this hatred is, again, laying at the feet of liberals and Democrats who have gone out of control. And it's just our the normal person's reaction to push back. And get us, or get us the hell as far away from them as possible. So, you know, think about it. Fix it. You might do better. I, I don't know. I can't figure them out. I really can't. I've tried. I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, that's really going to be it. Let me also say that I do appreciate people asking me to run for office. Uh, I'm, I'm not a leader. I'm not a politician. I don't have any of the required uh, the, the requirements for doing such a thing. I don't know much about business. 
uh, I have I have decent ideas. It's, it's not enough. We need leaders. We need we need great um, great leaders who will stand up there and and say this is what I want to do to help this country get back on track. This is I, I believe in this country. I believe it can once again be the greatest country on earth. I believe it has too many problems now, um, but. This is what we can do. And I believe in the power of this country. We, we need people like that. We need experienced people like that. Young, but experienced. I'm not one of them. I just talk. Uh, and, um, you know, again, it's appreciated that all of you listen. I, I thank you very much for that. Uh, please follow me on Twitter or on Facebook. I hate that page. I can't get that thing to grow to save my life. But I'm not giving Facebook a dime. Um, anyway, uh, are you subscribed to my podcast? Listen to me on iTunes. I think I'm on Spotify, Stitcher. Alexa, uh, you know, it's all free. I don't do ads. I don't invade your privacy with promo emails. I don't do any of that. So, and it's just one real short bite-sized podcast every week. It's, it's easy to digest. It's just me. All I do is talk. You can listen to me while you browse about online. It's very simple. But again, thank you very much for listening. And uh, let's hope that sanity and common sense and logic and reason and intelligence all experience some sort of renaissance in the coming months and maybe coming years if Trump gets in again and we can find some solidarity and Democrats finally look at themselves and go, holy crap, we need to fix ourselves. We need to fix our image and all that. Maybe maybe things will get a little less hostile and a little less nuts. And I look forward to that. And, uh, in the meantime, I'm taking a break and I will see you again next week. Thank you.